Hello, hello, it's Nyana B again. And we have a special guest today who resides in the United States. His name is Lane Ballone, and Lane has found his calling through his various experiences with traveling and also using sacred plant medicines such as ayahuasca and San Pedro to help others. Lane explained to me in a conversation we had off cam that his traveling to over 40 countries helps him recalibrate his life and his mind and the way that he's doing things, whether that be a big change or a small change. He also conducts ayahuasca and San Pedro ceremonies in South America. And in our episode, we talk all things ayahuasca and San Pedro. And I get to understand the information more and more about practitioners who actually use these plant medicines rather than just what you hear on the internet. So I hope you enjoy and I hope that you learn something. Love and namaste. Well, I think deep down inside, I always knew something was, um, so, something always led me or, or continued to lead me towards, oh, I wouldn't say questioning everything, but just kind of knowing that there was a truth out there that I, that every so-called truth that I had seen had, had yet to be, it didn't feel right intuitively. And so I kept searching, kept questioning, kept seeking. And so through that process of uh, seeking the truth, um, and I don't want to call it absolute truth because it's, you know, it's kind of subjective, but in, in, a, in a mission or in, to seek truth. And so that, you know, one thing led to another, researching a lot of different stuff, learning a lot of different stuff, teaching a lot of different things. And eventually it led me to the most truth that I've ever known. And so now that I know my truth and what my purpose is, I am, I am, you know, on that path of, of sharing to help other people take their next step towards truth. If that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. It seems like it was a, a natural progression for you um, to kind of get where you were going. But I wondered if you like had any spiritual training or any system you followed previously that led you to where you are? In the beginning, no, no, it was something that I just kind of stumbled upon. And, um, for me, uh, you know, for the past, uh, couple months, the, the Kabbalah has been something that has, has guided me and being able to study that kind of, you know, from that perspective, has helped me a lot to be able to to find truth in a lot of different places. I'm super curious, and I'm sure our listeners will be curious about Kabbalah as well. It's nothing that I've dove into, but I've always been really, really uh, wondering about this whole Kabbalah thing. Can you share a little bit? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of history to it, and uh, the definitions are are vast. But ultimately, it's a simple way of being able to find truth and to be able to take what you've previously known and to see it from a different perspective. And it's 
it's uh, it's based on uh, you know centuries of, of teachings. Uh, for a long time, it was concealed. The, the the practice of it and the teachings of it were concealed for what many many people believe because uh, the world wasn't ready for it. Uh, nowadays, with our better understanding of quantum physics and that that realm, it's easier for us to comprehend some of its teachings and some of the principles which it which it uh, is founded on. So it's, it's been, I guess, recently uh, the past few decades and uh, maybe even past hundred years or so that the Kabbalah has been exposed more. The the teachings and the the writings have been freely available. So it's a it's a way to take a systematic approach to finding truth and uh, ultimately finding a connection with God. So it helps uh, people in their daily lives as well as with the connection with God. Is there anything else I'm missing? Uh, well, to to explain it in, in in you know sixty seconds or ninety seconds is very difficult. But it's uh you know if somebody's listening and they're, and they're looking for um, for truth, as I think most of your listeners are, uh, this is a great way to be able to seek the truth from a different perspective. There's many different ways, and uh, and and some Kabbalists believe that a lot of the approaches via religion uh, lead up to the, the ideals and principles that the Kabbalah teaches. So it's a complement to already existing religious or spiritual practices. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. I just want to mention that I do listen to a podcast called Weekly Energy Boost. Have you heard of it? Uh-uh, no. Every Monday they put out an episode based on Kabbalah astrology. So how to veer your life and prepare for the week to come. And it's really interesting how that works. I mean, a lot of traditions use astrology, Vedic astrology, Chinese astrology, Western astrology, and we have Kabbalah as well. So I guess there's some of that in there. But um, yeah, it sounds like a religious and spiritual tool to just help guide you through your life, no matter what you believe or currently experience. Absolutely, yeah. Definitely a compliment. Awesome. So, I want to jump into your recent trip to Peru and what you've done with guiding people through ayahuasca ceremonies. Um, yeah, the stage is yours. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, so the, the our Peru trip, my uh, business partner Stephen Kuhn and I, we led so it's it was mainly geared towards uh, business entrepreneurs seeking guidance or seeking purpose uh, but the, the same principles apply whether you're a business person or if you're uh, not a business person so the first thing that we help with is is to set an intention and in many if you've heard of ayahuasca or or even san pedro uh, from the internet you might have heard stories of hallucinations weird experiences or, or what have you, some, you know, some, some wild, crazy stories. Um, oftentimes, that's because there was a lack of intention that was brought into the process. And so part of our process is, is to set a very specific intention of what you want to get out of the experience. And oftentimes, it's, it's, a, it's a delicate process between being very intentional 
and also allowing anything to happen, basically. Because you want to be specific with your intention, but also sometimes we don't know exactly what we need. We may have a, a want, but we don't know what our actual need is. And so by being specific enough with our want, but allowing the need um, to allow you know God, the universe, source, to be able to guide us uh, is, is a critical component of preparation for this experience in Peru. And to, and to elaborate a little bit on the plant medicine, ayahuasca and San Pedro is what we use together. Uh, a lot of people have heard of ayahuasca, but not many people have heard of San Pedro. San Pedro is a cactus plant uh, used for millennia, and it's, it's a perfect balance between or for ayahuasca. So ayahuasca is more of, it, you know, the ceremonies happen at night. San Pedro happens during the day. Ayahuasca is more of the feminine energy, and San Pedro is more of the masculine energy. And so by using these two sacred plant medicines together, you're able to get the best of both worlds and, and experience a more whole or complete experience. And so throughout this uh, process during, during Peru, we have people that have, have been working with the plant medicine for, for many, many years, over 20 years. We have shaman, uh, direct descendants from Inca, work with us. And then we have Stephen and I that help kind of guide the process. So all, all these different entities are there to help guide and to help shape that journey in order for it to reveal what is need to, needed to be revealed. So that way you can be guided in which way that you need to be guided. And so, you know, so that's the basic breakdown of, of the Peru. Okay, so you were guiding others through their trip. Was it more of a shamanic role, or how, how do you describe your role there? So one of the things that my business partner Stephen and I, we talk about is creating space. And creating space means living wholly and fully in the moment. And so whatever is needed in that moment, that's what we step into and create between all the people that are there. And so depending on the situation, sometimes it's, it's a listening ear, sometimes it's a, an actual advisor, uh, a guide. Uh, sometimes it, it forms into more of a shamanic role. So some of the ceremonies, Stephen and I, we both led the, the ceremonies and we tapped into you know universal consciousness and said and shared the message of what needed to be shared at that moment and for so so the so the role is very fluid and so we the the really cool experience that we that we can create is because we have this very liquid flow of experiences being able to be tapped into at the exact moment it needs to be tapped into. So sometimes the, you know, Stephen and I will take lead. Sometimes the shaman, you know, will take lead or sometimes the other guides will, will take lead. So it's, it's really being able to um, take the experience that we have to be able to share the right message at the right moment. So, so as far as roles, it's whatever is needed in that moment. Sure. 
That makes sense. Would you say that anybody is a healer and can take this position, whether to be healed through ayahuasca and San Pedro themselves or to be a spectator and a helper during the process? Or do you think that it's some sort of calling or that you have to have some training to be able to do this? Well, I think it's a journey, regardless of if you were called for it or, or not called for it. Uh, I, I think that everybody is, is able to, but we are limited by what we believe and what we know in our mind. So if we don't think that we can do it, if we don't believe we can do it, if we don't know that we can do it, then that's going to be a limiting factor. Um, ultimately, our reality is based on the decisions that we make. And so if you decide that you are a healer, you, you become a healer or you become a creator. And just because you decide doesn't mean that becomes reality, but that is the first step. And so with that first step of deciding, then you can take the training, you can learn the, the steps that are needed in order for you to become, you know, whatever it is that you decided. So, uh, so everybody can do it, but we are all limited based on what we believe and what we, what we limit ourselves with our mind. And once we get over that hurdle of these limiting beliefs, then we're able to make make anything that we decide happen. So what changed for you that you decided that you could be able to do this and that you would be uh, stepping into this sort of world? Well, it was uh, definitely a, a progression of steps. Yeah. As as many, as many things are. Um, but ultimately, it was being able to, to step into my, my power or step into my calling. And for me, it was being able to identify the things that were holding me back, the obstacles, the limiting beliefs. And so part of the process of what we do down in Peru and, 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 and just in general is to be able to help you identify what is holding you back. Because ultimately, if we decide what we want to do in life and what we want to become and what, how we want to be, that's great. And that's, that's exactly what we need to give us direction in order for us to take the step. But ultimately, we're going, to, we're going to come into something that's going to hold us back, whether it's limiting belief, um, uh, holding on to uh, past uh, angers, uh, allowing fear to not allow us to take the next step to rise higher. So there's, there's these things that are going to hold us back. And oftentimes it's very difficult for us as an individual to be able to see what it is. So not all the time, but often, you know, oftentimes we need some kind of external perspective to help us identify what that limiting belief is or that, or that thing that's holding us back. And so for me, being able to identify that, and then now I can work on it, is what led me to being able to step into my power, be able to um, really share share the, the truth that I've always known. That's awesome. Have you tried ayahuasca or DMT or any of these plant medicines and entheogens yourself? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it's, it's only been uh, ayahuasca and San Pedro. Those are the, the only uh, plant medicines that I've experienced. Okay. 
So I've never tried ayahuasca, but I have tried DMT. And a lot of people describe both and actually any plant entheogen as a difficult experience, which can lead me to want to step away from it and resist it. You know, putting it on the back burner, like, oh, I'll get mm -hmm. to that someday, but it doesn't have to be soon, even though I know it's good for me. Is that a common sort of thing that you recognize as well? Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the, the first things that we either say you should or you shouldn't uh, experience it because ultimately what we focus on becomes our reality. So if we focus on a bad experience or a potential bad experience um, while experiencing ayahuasca or San, or San Pedro for that matter, that if we focus on that intently and that's all that we can see in our mind's eye, then that's what's going to be created if we actually do experience it because that's what we're focused on. So if, if you continually focus on it being a bad experience or it being something that you can't handle, then that's what's going to generally happen in reality. So until you can get over that feeling of whether it's fear of the actual medicine, whether it's fear of what it will reveal to you that you may not want to um, like let open and, and see it as it is, identifying where that fear is coming from and then overcoming that fear and welcoming this so-called negative uh, feeling and and appreciating it and welcoming it because it's a limiting thing that's holding you back. And because you are going to be able to do this, you'll be able to grow um, into your purpose, into a happy life, into a fulfilled life. And bringing in that appreciation for things that are fearful or things that we dread can often be the, the step that helps us overcome that because everything isn't great. There's a lot of great things about life, but sometimes we need the, the negative experience or the experience that we don't want to experience, whether it's negative or not negative, but it's part of the journey. And in order for us to continue to move forward, sometimes we need that experience in order for us to uh, unlock certain feelings or to see that that experience from a different perspective to allow us to grow. So that's one of the one of the biggest things or factors when if we would recommend someone going on this kind of journey. Sure. Now I have a question that came to mind about the fact that. Um... Ayahuasca and entheogens, they do reveal at least something to whoever is taking them, whether it's perceived as positive, negative, or neutral. But there are visions and there are feelings, and often they can stay for months afterwards or change your life even completely. Um, do you think that entheogens tap into a universal consciousness or are they specific to an individual person? Yeah, so this is a, this would be um, kind of talking about altered states uh, and tapping into flow and there's a lot of different ways to describe it but ultimately I believe that yes it is tapping into a universal consciousness and it, it basically allows for the thing that blocks it to allow that 
knowledge, wisdom, message to be shared and you to experience it. And it's, uh, there's many ways to do that, to, to tap into a you know, universal consciousness or a state of flow. And this is one of the routes. And uh, of course, meditation, uh, journaling, um, other types of, of experiences can offer similar results. But uh, ultimately, this is a, a route or a tool in order for us to tap into universal consciousness, I believe. So what preparation does a person need to take? Yeah, so for this kind of journey, there's really two types of preparations that, that is needed. So the first is mental. And so what that means is setting that, that intention that we spoke of before. And what we recommend is somewhere around two to four different intentions. And it could mean that you're looking for specific areas of guidance in your life, you know, whether that be a relationship and connection, or it could be, uh, what is my purpose? Uh, how do I express my purpose uh, via my business or my work? Or being able to unlock or, or untap some, something about you that you just haven't, that you feel is there, but you just don't know how to do it. Maybe something's blocking. So there, there's, you know, so we recommend two to four specific intentions. And again, it's about that balance of specificity and being able to open and let go and allow what needs to be communicated to you. The second way to prepare is the, is the diet. And if you've researched ayahuasca, there's, there's many different variations of the, of the diet in order to prepare best for the ceremonies. And, uh, but you know, to, to quickly go over it, it's, it's usually um, anywhere from one to two weeks that you want to have a specific diet before your ayahuasca ceremony. And that's to not have any red meat, no pork, uh, no spices, um, no alcohol, no other types of recreational drugs. Um, and there's, you know, there's a couple other uh, things that you should avoid. And what, what this does is one, it prepares your body physically because there's a lot of toxins that, that we consume on a daily basis and that is not uh, complementary with uh, the ayahuasca process or the, or the experience. And so that's where some of the adverse effects can, can occur if somebody eats a lot of bad food, junk food before, right before an ayahuasca ceremony. And so by having this kind of diet, it, it prepares the body to uh, avoid that, that tendency for purging. And in our experience, purging isn't a necessary uh, element of, of the journey of ayahuasca ceremonies. Um, some people say it's a, it's a necessity. Some people say it's, it's just natural. Um, in our experience, it's, it isn't a, a part that has to happen. Although there are instances where purging can, can occur and it's, it's perfectly fine. And so that's the, so the diet helps physically, but also the diet helps, uh, mentally as well, because you are sacrificing certain foods, certain things that you enjoy eating. And because you're doing that, you're, you're basically saying, yes, I'm willing to sacrifice temporarily for a, a wonderful experience that will guide me in the way that it needs to guide. And so by offering up that, that physical way of 
telling your body to say, you know what, this is what I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do. And so that allows the process of, of ayahuasca to say, yes, you sacrificed not only physically, but mentally. And so it, it's more welcomed in your body because of that. So those are the two um, different ways that we, that we recommend to prepare mentally and then the, the diet. And how often can people take entheogens and plant medicines? What would you recommend? Uh, well, it, it definitely depends on the, the individual. If they've never done it before, then usually people know that if they want if they want to do it again, one, or if they or the frequency in which they want to do it. So it's it's really up to the individual. But if if you've never done it and you experienced it or you experienced it for the first time, I would I would definitely recommend not experiencing it again for uh, at least a month and then see how you feel. Um, the people that work with uh, down in Peru, they may uh, partake in the San Pedro ceremonies maybe once or twice a month, but it's in very small doses. And for them, they uh, partake in the ayahuasca ceremonies maybe a couple times a year. So it's, but this is, but that's, that's how they, they do this as their business. That's what they do every day. So, so they don't partake in the ceremonies. They are part of it, part of the process. So, so if it, it really depends on uh, what you're comfortable with, what, what you naturally feel, feel confident with, and being able to trust your intuition. Because ultimately, the, the farther we go down this path of truth and knowing ourselves, we'll know what is right for us, for us to partake in these kinds of ceremonies, these types of um, substances, being able to tap into altered states or states of flow and it's in, and and i recommended or I, I alluded to earlier that there's different ways to tap into flow so you can do different types of things in order for you to reach that state of flow or that altered state and so you can kind of mix and match uh, while taking uh some kind of substance uh san pedro uh, ayahuasca other plant medicines or similar and also incorporating other practices that will help you get into a state of flow. So ultimately it's, it's up to the individual, um, to, to try it when they're ready and then continue to trust their intuition on how often they are going to partake basically. Right. I would say the same as you trust your intuition and not the government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, for, for all of this, spirituality seeking truth the government's probably not a very good uh guide <laughs> no it is not <laughs> because i know people well i don't know them but i've read about people who have taken dmt willingly every day for one year in the desert and they were fine so it really does depend yeah. on the individual consciousness and what one is willing to do and you know how how they feel about it it's it's up to it's up to the person and it's not in anybody else's hands except the one who's partaking um i think we have a lot of information that makes us feel unsafe and insecure which is a factor contributing to limiting beliefs but as mm -hmm. long as you feel okay and you feel safe and you feel like it's right for you then go into that situation where you feel comfortable doing that
I agree. Yeah. And it's, it's important that we, again, we create our own reality. So whatever belief that we bring in, bring to the table about any of this stuff that we're talking about, that that is more than likely going to be realized. And so if we bring in the, the feeling of safety and the, the feeling of guide of guidance and trusting our intuition, we'll be able to know exactly when and how and what should we should we should partake exactly i agree with you 100 percent. so do you have any other experiences to share or anything other than the plant ceremonies that you're doing uh, along your journey maybe it will help our listeners open and expand their awareness of what's out there yeah, for, for me, it's about living presently fully and being able to, to bring in the presence of God, the presence of connection, presence of source into everything that I do. And that takes a uh, practice of intention that is, is very difficult to bring into uh, your habits, your routines, and your sense of being in the beginning. But the more and more that you practice the more that you'll be able to just naturally live in a state of mindfulness. And part of mindfulness, you know, as a more of a, a larger umbrella term, you know, a lot of things fall underneath that. And so for me, it's being able to identify uh, how I can live intentionally and purposefully and bringing that intention and purpose into everything that I do, whether it's uh, having a conversation with somebody whether it's uh, doing something for somebody or bringing in that that energy and love into every activity that I do, whether it's for work, uh, for fun, for whatever it is, and so that's that's what I would recommend uh, everybody just taking a taking a couple minutes and thinking about how you can bring that into everyday life, into every moment, every present moment, because it's great to go on journeys to Peru once or twice a year. It's great to meditate for 30 minutes or 60 minutes a day. But what about all that other space in our lives that, that we can create connection, that we can create uh, positive, uplifting experiences for others and all those around us? So that's what I would, I would recommend to see how you can fill that, that, uh, that other empty space with the similar passion purpose as you do for meditation or for these types of uh, spiritual experiences or otherwise bring that into your daily life into that empty space that's great I agree because our daily life it it doesn't end when we stop working it doesn't end when we have time with our families and friends you know we have a lot of space especially as time goes on and things get more convenient and everything's a bit easier and less of a struggle we have a lot more time to be kind to each other and to connect with other people and just not stay in our, you know, me bubble. It's, it's good to get out of that and to express uh, in whatever way possible. Exactly. And you can look at these, you know, these experiences in Peru, meditation, journaling, uh, as, as, as a, a time to recharge or to, to, to re or to gain alignment again. And then whenever we go out into the world, we're expressing that alignment, we're expressing that light and love. 
so that way others can, as again, you know, we're all mirrors of each other. And so whenever we bring the light and the love, then people can see that not only in us, but in themselves, because that's what we're bringing into the, into the experience and situation. And so, you know, that, that's what, that's another way that you can look at it. Yeah. I love that, that we're all mirroring each other. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. Well, I want to thank you for sharing all that you've shared. I know that, let's see, 30 minutes wasn't enough to <laughs> go over everything. Um, yeah. But why don't you share where people can get in touch with you if they want to contact you and maybe if you have any other resources or a podcast that you host, anything to share, you can do that. Yeah, so... Uh, my website is increasefreedom.com, increasefreedom.com, just spelled out regularly. Um, as you can find a little bit more information about me uh, and my passion for travel <laughs> and uh, sharing for truth. I'm also on Instagram. Uh, that's where I'm active most, uh, at Increase Freedom. And also you can find me on Facebook, you know, at Increase Freedom. Um, but yeah, just if, if you have any questions, I talk with anybody, I, I reply back and uh, ultimately, being able to to find you know truth is is uh, is what I'm here to put you know here to do. So uh, reach out and um, yeah, and, and uh, any other recommendations? Uh, you know, so a lot of recommendations that I have are, are very personal based on where they're at and, and on their journey. And so that's the best way that I can help with uh, other other resources that are more specific. Beautiful. Thank you, Lane, for taking the time all the way from Colorado, sunny Colorado. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah, it was great to, to, to share the message and to, and to talk about, uh, for me, the most important things. Definitely. Truth, love, upliftment of humanity, awareness, kindness, and ayahuasca. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>